The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who's on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you not live. Uh, we're pre-recording the show here due to the time restraints of our, of our guest. And, um, but I am the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. And uh, if you would like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you are listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, you can do that. Head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com. Scroll down on the right side of the page. And we will be in the second video down. You'll see it. It'll be live at the time. And uh, just click on that. And you can join us on the platform as well. You can join us in the chat. We have a lot of people who show up in the chat in the morning. And um, so if you want to check us out 
via the video, you can do that. Right above that is Bradley's show from yesterday in the afternoon. He's on from 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, and that will go live. Of course, you can watch yesterday's show there. Um, It's still up. And also, we have a place where you can subscribe to our email newsletter. And when you do that, we don't rent your email, we don't spam you, we don't sell it or anything like that. You get one email from us a day, including the morning show archive. We archive the video and the podcast along with any of the links um, or documents or any of the things that we talk about here. We'll put those in there so you can go back. If you see something that's important to you and you want to go over it, it's all in one neat little package. All right. If you would like to support us and you agree with our message, you're able to do so. We ask that you would partner with us in that. There's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty. That link is also up there. And then we have our store that's available as well. Just a quick hit on these, the Rebellion to Tyrants t-shirts. You guys have asked for it. Well, here it is. This is the original seal uh, put forth by Benjamin Franklin for the seal of the United States. Uh, It eventually became the personal seal for Thomas Jefferson. It's got Moses and the children of Israel on the dry land and Pharaoh's armies drowning in the Red Sea, the the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud in the back. And then on the back of the shirt, it says, when the Lord sent Moses to face Pharaoh, saying, let my people go. It was not a request. It was a command. Exodus 9.1. And then the shirt that we're putting on, oops, on the wrong thing, the shirt that we're putting out this week, uh, a special cowards will not preserve the republic t-shirt this republic was not established by cowards and cowards will not res- uh, preserve it uh, this was the famous uh, message by elmer davis and you can get this in a multitude of colors and if you use the promo code republic 10 that's republic the number 10 at checkout you'll get 10 percent off these t-shirts this week through saturday night midnight all right so uh, be sure to check those out now, we got a special guest this morning, and uh, we've been trying to, to get her on for some time, and we've had some back and forth and things, so we brought her on. This is uh, Dr. Jane Ruby. She is a Washington, D.C. health economist and new right political pundit with uh, fascinating conservative insights and breaking news in the world of news media. Her radio and online show, her TV show, Dr. Jane's D.C., airs Monday to Friday, 11 p.m. Eastern, on the Exceptional Conservative Network and provides a current view into the fascinating world of our nation's capital and the people in it. And um, she is uh, <clears throat> a nurse practitioner, is what she told me. And so with that, I, and I'll let her tell you a little bit more about herself. With that, I want to welcome to the Sons of Liberty, Dr. Jane Ruby. Thank you so much, Tim. It's great to be here today. Yeah, great to have you. And uh, we, we went back and forth a lot. I think we, we dropped some emails with each other or something, and uh, it's good to have you on. And <clears throat> why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself, about your background, and what it is that you do besides the radio and TV endeavors, and uh, give them a little flavor of who you are. Yeah, sure. Happy to do that. Um, actually, my my bio is a little bit outdated because I escaped the... Uh, the uh, communist gulag of the state of Virginia back in August of last year, and I escaped to the freer and more open Florida, but that's a topic for another day. Um, Yes, I am originally trained as a nurse practitioner. Uh, I have two doctorates, and I have two master's degrees. I'm I'm a health economist. I'm highly published across uh, some medical areas as well as health economics. And I think um, it helps viewers and listeners to know a little bit more than that about my background, uh, because what qualifies me to talk about a lot of these issues relative to 
these injections and other things around the process that brought them to fruition is that I've spent 20 years in pharmaceutical drug development. Uh, in order to be at the level that I'm at, uh, you have to have a very uh, high-level working knowledge of uh, pharmacokinetics, pharmacodynamics, uh, biochemistry, uh, organic, inorganic chemistry. Um, and you have to understand receptor physiology. You also have to have a good working understanding of the drug development communications that are required with the FDA and, and other regulatory bodies in order to get a drug from the Petri dish to the pharmacist shelf. So I've actually um, been on the launch teams, the development teams of some of the most famous compounds in the world um, in the area of Alzheimer's disease, uh, depression, anxiety, things like that. So I have a very big neuroscience background um, when it comes to drug development. So with, with all of that said, um, uh, yes, my clinical experience is as a nurse practitioner. I have spent time taking care of patients at that level in acute care settings and hospitals, in other words, in ICUs. Uh, so I hope that helps give a little more background. Uh, I do get messages on social media where people say, well, you know, you're just this or you're just that. They really don't know my full background. So thanks for asking me to share a little bit more of that with your audience. Yeah, of course. Um, and, and, and not that, you know, some people who've not achieved maybe the status that you have, it doesn't mean that they're dumb. They can go and read some of these things that uh, you've been involved in, too. And, yes. and, and, and in fact, I, I watched your um, interview with Stu dealing with the AstraZeneca. We're going to deal with that in just a minute. But, you know, you were telling people, look, you can go see it for yourself. That's what we try to do here. We try to bring the information, then put it in a package so people can go check it out, not just buy what we're saying. We show them on, on, the, on the video portion of the show, but then we also say, here's where you can go get the document, read it yourself, look at these things yourself. And it's not just about this. It's, you know, we do it with politics and everything else. But what caught my eye was I, it's several weeks ago, you were speaking to the issue of this mag magnetic phenomenon that, that people were having. So, yes. and when you spoke to that, you brought up something that was a little different than some of the other people that we've had on. We have, uh, you're probably familiar with Kate Shimarani out of the UK. Um, and she is our health and wellness expert. She's on every Saturday. In fact, she's going to be broadcasting live from Winston Churchill's house on Saturday. We got oh, her wow. at a, we had her at Castle last week. We're at Winston Churchill's house this week. So we get history and health all in one shot. <laughs> but uh, we've had her. We've had several doctors on. And um, I don't think anybody came to the specifics of what you did in that. Could you elaborate on what you've seen with this magnetic phenomenon that people are having? And you, you introduced how that was actually possible and how it was occurring there. Yeah, you know, that's actually how I got into all of this in terms of the media eye, Tim. So it's a really great question. Um, when I began, like everyone else, to see these videos on social media of people having metal items stick to them, sometimes they had a magnet stick to them, which is kind of the opposite of that. And then I realized that some of these materials, like keys and other things, didn't really have general magnetic properties. So something else was going on. And then we started to, I really started to pay attention when people who um, 
said that they had not gotten any of these injections. I don't call them vaccines because they're not. Uh, they're, they don't confer any kind of immunity, but we, we can talk about that later. When I started to see people who had not gotten these injections also ex- exhibit the same phenomena, I thought, I've got to look into this a little bit more. And I started doing some digging. And again, like you said, I, I, everything is in the public domain. I don't normally, I'm not, I'm not an investigative reporter. I'm not digging into things behind the scenes. I'm actually collating a lot of what is out there in plain sight. Uh, and yes, you're right. You're, you don't need a PhD to understand a lot of this stuff. And I pride myself in trying to explain it so that people will have some armamentarium to go out and then look it up on their own. I want people to dig into it themselves. I don't want to just tell you like I'm some authority. So I welcome that. But anyway, getting back to the story, um, I found this, um, this, this, this um, magnetofection so it's magnetofection. And I started digging into that. And it brought me to a website of a company called Chemicel, which is based in Berlin, Germany. And they have, they, they talk about magnetofection. They talk about the magnetic properties and uses uh, of magnetics and magnetic fields in nanoparticles, which I started to put together. <clears throat> you look at their website under magnetofection, they sell a countless list of materials that are part of what um, are in around this process of magnetofection in terms of lipid nanoparticles. And we, we also were putting together the notion that you know, the companies themselves of these injections have said, look, you know, they brag about the fact that they have this mRNA encoding and that the way they deliver it uh, throughout the body uh, via these injections is through uh, like a super delivery system called the lipid nanoparticle. And knowing what I know about biochemistry and receptor physiology, cell membrane uh, physiology and, and, and the like, structure and physiology, I started to put these pieces together and thinking to myself, they're using these materials and they possibly could be putting them in, in the construction of the delivery system, aka the lipid nanoparticle. And now we're learning uh, through, and I know we'll get to it in a little bit, through the use of a particular a molecule called um, uh, graphene oxide, that this is part of, by manipulating the magnetic charge or the ionic charge, they can control uh, the, the application. So this explains, it actually corroborates uh, how uh, this material, this mRNA material, gets into every cell in the body. As you've heard many other experts say, it gets into every cell in the body, it's hyper-aggressive, it, it bypasses uh, some of the most intricate barriers that have been designed in the body. And um, that's why I called it a super delivery mechanism in the beginning. But that's how I got all into this whole thing. And all of a sudden, the term magnetofection kind of became, you know, a social media warrior's household word. But I was glad because it got people to, to look into it more, to dig in uh, along with me. And now more uh, of this information is coming out because of the Spanish researchers. Uh, they're now growing in numbers and their work is growing, but they initially started out with um, analyzing one vial that they were able to secure through a, um, a law enforcement specialist chain of custody uh, who knew the professional uh, aspects of chain of custody and how to do it properly. And they looked at, um, uh, and I can get into the, more of this later in your show, but they, they looked at uh, what was in that Pfizer vial and they found huge amounts of this 
uh, nanoparticle called graphene oxide, uh, and they did find a little mRNA. So that's sort of how the whole thing started. That's how we kind of got to where we are today. And I find myself in a position of really just interpreting and explaining a lot of uh, these so that the, the, the public can put the pieces together. Yeah. And now the interview that you did, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, how you guys did that, but it wasn't just the Pfizer, but you guys are all, were also finding this in the AstraZeneca. Is that correct? Well, right. We weren't finding it. Okay. Uh, the, the Spanish researchers, their group is called La Quinta Columna, which is translated as the fifth column. Uh, they uh, recognized that there were serious issues and dangers early on, uh, but they've been proceeding, you know, step by step. And so what they did, as I said, they did secure a vial that was sealed. Uh, I can give you more information uh, when we when we get there, but it was a... Um, uh, it was a uh, vial that was sealed with a lot number on it, an expiration date of August 2021, and uh, with, I guess, uh, indication on the out exterior of it that it was uh, the Pfizer. Uh, it was named, uh, a, I'm probably not saying it right, Camarati, which is the brand name. They've since given their uh, their experimental injection um, for this, you know, supposed vaccine. And so what happened was these Spanish researchers were uh, advising uh, publicly, they came out on their own social media channels, that there is an another Spanish group of researchers, uh, I do have their name somewhere, and they're in collaboration with a different university than La Quinta Columba, Columna, and they were able to secure a, an AstraZeneca vial that was sealed with a lot number and an expiration date. And they've started to put out their findings. They found under the regular microscope almost the same exact look under a regular microscope what this looks like. And I can provide, you know, photos to you to add to your, your site. Under the regular microscope, this looks like a Kleenex that's under some paint that spilled over the top of it. That's the best visual I can give you. And so when they first, La Quinta Columna with the, with the Pfizer vial, and, and then subsequently this other group with the AstraZeneca vial, what they confirmed visually with, uh, by experts in biomedical, you know, chemical engineering was that that looked highly like graphene oxide in its gross, you know, sort of optical a microscope, which is the basic microscope that you and I could could get, you know. Um, they then took it, just like the first group with the Pfizer vial, the AstraZeneca people then took that material and put it under an electron microscope, which looks at elements in uh, at the nanometer level. It can see a nanoparticle. This is something that is not anywhere that could never be seen with the naked human eye. Uh, and it can't even be seen in a regular under a regular microscope. It's many, many times a magnification. And so what they saw was uh, these very frightening pictures. Both sets of researchers saw these very frightening pictures. They're of this sort of uh, elliptical and round combination of these bulbous uh, material, very ugly looking with spots on it and a white background. And then this sort of black mesh, kind of a sheer, like, like a, like a black stocking I've likened it to, uh, interwoven around these particles. And they say that that is the super highly toxic part of it that does get into your cells and elicits a reaction that results in a lot of the blood clots that are causing uh, a, a myriad of medical conditions that we're seeing now in exploding numbers throughout the world, not just the United States. 
So both researchers, you know, Pfizer vial, AstraZeneca vial, followed the same procedures as far as I can see. Um, I do have the La Quinta Columna report translated in English with all of its photos. I can send that to you as well for your review. Uh, and you can post it, whatever you want. It's in the public domain. This is not a secret document by any means. They are going to come out with a fuller document uh, very, very soon. They also claim that they have analyses that have been completed on 12 other vials that are from uh, across the four companies that we're more familiar with in the United States, and uh, that the uh, there are other researchers in the U.S. now and in other parts of Europe that are analyzing upwards of 100 vials. So I think you're going to start to see a lot of this information come out. And I'm, you know, we're all hoping and praying that it just is enough to shut this thing down before they get to babies and children. Yeah, that that is some of the concern that we have that, uh, you know, Kate has pointed out that in the in, in the past history, when you had something come out experimental, it doesn't matter what it was, they tried to keep it away from children. They tried to keep it away from pregnant mothers. And we're seeing stories, of course, the main, the, I don't call them the mainstream media because they're not mainstream. They're Mockingbird. They're, they're corporate-owned media. They're putting out that it's, it's safe and effective. You go to the CDC, VAERS report, and every time they're telling you how many thousands of people, which we know there's only like, what, 1%, the Harvard study showed us, 1% that's being reported. And uh, the, the vast numbers of adverse injuries or effects that are happening to people who are taking these things I mean, it dwarfs anything that's happened over the past couple of decades. And you kind of wonder, like, okay, well, why haven't you guys put a stop to it like you did with the swine flu shot? Uh, why you, you've got, uh, you know, just a small number of people that, that, that die and they put a stop to it. We've got, we're, we're, we're way over 6,000 people that are official. And I guess theoretically, due to the Harvard study, we could be looking at 600,000 people here in the States that have that have been killed by this and yet when you go to the cdc site where they say this they say what you need to know and the first thing they say is it's safe and effective to me that seems like that's a lot of fraud dr jane i I, what do you think well i've I've got a lot of information for you on on some of those points um first of all the vares study i think everyone knows by now it's a self-reporting system Doctors and nurses know about it, and they should be reporting every every. It's not it's not up to the doctors or nurses treating patients uh, to determine uh, whether or not this is related to the shot. That's a very special role when you're in a pharmaceutical trial of the investigator. Your obligation as a doctor or nurse is to report it. The lay public is not so aware that they they would have no reason to be, uh, but they can. They should know that they can. Uh, report it. Uh, they can report it if they're a family member or a friend. Uh, even if there are duplicate numbers, they, they, they have a mechanism for sorting that out. Unfortunately, they're doing a little too much sorting. We have proof, evidence from people who have been keeping spreadsheets and downloading the data from day one that, that the VARES went up on these particular shots. Uh, we have evidence of throttling, of numbers being shifted around, just like we saw on November, the night of November 3rd. Um, and so we know that the numbers are being manipulated. Now, I want to make mention of uh, the Harvard study because there's some misinformation that just started to fly around. And I always like, I pride myself on precision. If you read the Harvard study, it was conducted on the Harvard Pilgrim Health System, uh, but it was, was backed up by Harvard. And it was funded, by the way, by the NIH, by your own tax dollars. Uh, that study came out and said, look, when we really looked at this thing and applied our statistical measures to it, we found that 
only here's though here's tim here is the quote unquote less than one percent of vaccine related injuries or adverse events are reported. Now, the the misinformation that's going around, I think it's innocent, is because people aren't reading carefully. The sentence before that in the report says that 1% to 10% of all drug adverse events are reported. People are looking at things quickly. They're not discerning. They're not reading the whole report. But if you look a sentence or two after that, it's for vaccine-related adverse events. It's zero to, I'm sorry, less than is their exact wording, less than 1%. That could be multiplying it by 1,000 because you can go down to wow. almost zero in infinity, okay? That's, that's number two. The, second thing, the third thing is I want, you, I, want, I want your audience to understand and wrap their head around something. If you haven't figured out by now that there is no threshold at which these deaths and disabilities will get to, for the authorities to shut this down, then you're not paying attention, my friends. It has just struck me in the last week or so, because I'm looking at these numbers all the time. We're all pearl clutching. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I want you to think about this for a minute. You have babies that are dying, that are bleeding out after breastfeeding their inoculated mothers. You have pregnancy rates that are upwards of 82%. You, you have people dying within days from blood clots, and you have pilots that are dying, uh, hopefully not in the air, while they're piloting an airplane. I don't know what more people in, in authority, in the government, in these companies, in the FDA, in the CDC, I don't know what threshold they need to shut this down. But I'm getting frightened because I'm starting to realize that I don't believe there's going to be a threshold and that's not what it's about. Because if it was about safety, Tim, believe me, this thing would have been shut down months ago. Yep. I, I worked for a company that before I got to the company, they had the famous drug Celexa, the antidepressant. That drug went through proper stages of investigation. It went through animal trials. And when we do animal trials, and I'm not an animal researcher, but when those animal trials are done, they are done across species of animals, okay? When Celexa, it was found that six beagle dogs died from heart attack. They shut the study down because they went back to the company and said, you go back and find out what that is because we're not letting you advance to human trials until you shut that down. They found that it was a very special or sort of a very unusual anomaly that was specific only to beagle dogs and their genetic makeup as to why they were dying. And they were allowed to go forward and the rest is history and that drug was launched and it was was fine. There were no serious symptoms of heart attack. But what I want to point out to the audience is that study was shut down for six dogs. What are we doing? Even if we looked at the 6,000, which we know is way underreported, what are we doing? Why aren't we screaming, shutting down our schools, shutting down our universities? You know, a, a, st- there should be 10 million people standing in front of the CDC and the FDA Amen. right now. Amen. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. In fact, over in London, we're seeing millions of people out there Almost yes. every weekend now, now they've come out with a law. I'm sure Kate's going to be speaking about this on Saturday. Now they've put in pretended legislation. It's not a law. It's, it's a pretended law. And now they're wanting to criminalize you if you go out in that crowd to protest their tyranny. And, you know, Dr. Jane, this, we've said this for, we've been saying this for over a year now. 
Uh, we're not we're not uh, we're not coming to that conclusion that they were going to shut down. We had people saying, "Oh, this is all political. It's for, to do Trump." And this and I'm like, "Well, wait a minute. Trump is the one who started this. That's the first thing." And I said, there is an agenda with this. We've seen the Rockefeller documents uh, from 10 years ago. We've seen the predictive programming in some of the movies and the, the, the 2012 Olympics and things like this. And we know the history of Nazi Germany, too. And a lot of people don't like the comparisons and stuff. But there were a lot of, a lot of that was medically induced killings that they were involved in there. And though a lot of people don't even know Operation Paperclip and things of this nature where we brought the doctors and scientists over here. And I think they flourished here in America for a lot for, you know, that, that I don't think that's a conspiracy theory. I, we know the facts that they brought them over here to utilize them. So when we come into this, you know, I, we come from a biblical uh, standpoint. And when you look to something like Deuteronomy 28, God says that when a people are rebellious, when they're not keeping his commands, when they're going and doing the things that he lays out, he said, I'm going to bring curses on you. If you obey my commands, I'll give you so many blessings they'll overtake you. And then when you read Deuteronomy 28, you know, verses, uh, I think it was 13 and, and following through the rest of the chapter, the curses are outlined in there. And boy, we are right on the timeline. You can read about the things. I mean, he even ends up talking about foreign countries or foreign armies coming in that you don't know their tongue, and they're going to come in, and they're going to take you over. We read in the scripture where it says, the life of the flesh is in the blood. Moses said that 2,500 years ago, you know? And we, we, he also said that we're not to mix. He talked about with the seeds and things too. But then we, we talk about these people trying to push this stuff into their, to our bodies that's a literal poison. I, I think it was Dr. Sherry Tenpenny that says, you know, no vaccine is safe or effective. And right. I think Kate has said there's nothing in them that's conducive to health. So when you have evil men who won't even abide by the Constitution, I don't know where we authorize money to go to the CDC or even to Harvard studies or any of this, any of this kind of stuff, when they, when they break the bounds of the Constitution, we can expect them to commit more crimes against the people. As far as I'm concerned, that's what I, that's what I see there. Sure. Sure. I mean, it, you know, the sad part is we have funded, it wasn't our choice, we didn't do it, but technically we have funded our own bioweapon that's coming at us right now. Yep. And and Kate is right. Um, everyone who has said that it's not a therapeutic treatment, first of all, let's, you know, I'm, I'm sure your audience is very well versed on this by now um, because of, you know, where you, you've taken them in your show, but this is not a vaccine. I just want to be really clear about it. Vaccines confer immunity. Uh, this does nothing of the sort. Uh, this has something else going on inside of it. And um, the reason you're seeing, uh, people have asked me, I'll just preempt my own statement. People have asked me, well, gee, gee Dr. Jane, you know, um, people that took it a month ago or three months ago, uh, there I've known people that have didn't have any initial reaction and it's been several months and they feel fit as a fiddle. Okay, they're great. Well, you know, there could be a lot of explanations for things. That doesn't mean that the, the bad things that are happening are not happening uh, because they're not happening to everybody. I have some working theories on that. I have a suspicion that they uh, have manipulated uh, what's in these vials, uh, depending on the time that they go out, depending on the company. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a concerted effort uh, across the company. So there, there are a lot of p potential explanations uh, for these things. You see there's no package insert. I don't know if people understand the package insert, uh, the importance of that. When you buy your bottle of aspirin, 
or you get a whole bottle prescription of something from the pharmacy, it'll come in the box. Uh, but when you rip that open, there's that little piece of paper wrapped around your prescription bottle or your your Tylenol bottle, whatever. Uh, that's called the package insert. That's a very critical document. Even though we, as the lay people, we toss it out. It's annoying. The, the, every dot, comma, every number, every letter in that piece of paper uh, in a normal package insert, not the blank ones that we see from these injections, but every every everything in there has been negotiated between the pharmaceutical company, the manufacturer, and the uh, FDA. Uh, it is, it's pounded out. It's called the label. You've heard on label, off label. Um, when something, everything within that label, the pharmaceutical company is permitted to market to those issues. Uh, it cannot market the, the, the drug for anything else. Uh, doctors and nurse practitioners can prescribe for something other than what it was approved for, but that's a totally different story. It's not illegal. So it's, it's, that's what we mean by on label, off label. And so when you see these, uh, these injections and these brave pharmacists that have come forward on social media to show you that those those uh, package inserts are blank and most of them on the outside say left intentionally blank something uh, in, in along those words um, that that doesn't make sense to me and that's dangerous um, now they did admit that there's mRNA in these in these injections uh, but nobody gave them permission there's no informed consent that I've seen. Uh, they were given permission to inject people with something that will change their God-given genetic, you know, construction. That's just, you know, that's just egregious on its face. Um, and, and so the other, the other thing is with the new discoveries of the, the graphene oxide in these vials, I mean, I, you know, where's the oversight? We have no CDC. We have no FDA. How, how are they able to put something in there that they didn't even disclose, much less, legitimately try to get people's uh, informed consent. And that's two pieces, by the way. When you inform someone, it should be a very long document, not these single pages they're getting at, at Walgreens when they go to get their shot. Uh, the informed consent is a very comprehensive documentation with every benefit, every risk in, that could possibly happen. And once you read that, you will sign your consent that I've read it and I'm willing to take the risks inside of it. People who were given these injections were never given that opportunity. That's where, you know, that's where my antenna went up. Uh, so there, there's a lot to this, but thanks for letting me kind of expound because I, I want, I want the audience to really have all that information. Yeah, we've talked about the informed consent and how it really is a violation of the Nuremberg Code. They're, they're supposed to be letting the people know what's in it, um, explaining all of that so the people have a proper understanding so they can say, well, wait a minute, this isn't what I was told. I was told it was safe and effective. And you're telling me there's stuff in here. Maybe they've done their own research and they know about certain things. And they said, this is this is not a good thing for me to take. Thank you. I'm out of here. Uh, of right. course, most people don't know today. I mean, we've been dumbed down in our society so much; it's it's incredible. But you you um you brought out this issue about this this graphene oxide, and Suzanne, who is the who is our nurse, and she's uh, also a contributor at SonsOfLibertyMedia dot com, and Suzanne did the report on the the Spanish guys, uh, and had put that out. On the Fi on the Pfizer injection, Good. so so yep. we've got that and the and the ingredients and things of there uh, that we've covered just this week. But she had a question, and she said, "Since you're going to have her on, can you ask this question?" She said, "The documents I found indicated the graphene oxide was pegylated. I, I'm thinking P E G in capital letters Y L A T E D. 
meaning encased in the polyethylene glycol to prevent the immune system from attacking it. So is this graphene contained in the liquid nanoparticle with the mRNA, or is it a separate nanoparticle? Well, that's a difficult question to answer because you're, we're looking right now, what's been released in public uh, is are two reports, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, on two, two different vials from two different companies. We can't generalize that to everything, uh, every vial that's, that's been injected into people that's, that's come down through their manufacturing. Okay, that's number one. So I like to be really, you know, scientifically very clear about things. When This is so that I maintain my credibility, so that when I do make a strong statement, you know that it's based in a lot of science publications, fact, multiple scientists scrutinizing it. So with that said, um, I have heard of the polyethylene glycol, which is what part of the, uh, the, the materials, by the, by the way, that that chemicel company and, and other companies that make these ma- magnetofection materials for the lipid nanoparticles, uh, they, they all, you know, have polyethylene glycol and, and other forms of these, these, uh, derivatives. Uh, I don't know if polyethylene glycol, uh, is, was part of the, uh, the Pfizer vial, uh, which is, you know, the La Quinta Columna has the most, I would say, detailed report that we can get our hands on right now. Uh, it was a preliminary report. I believe I'm looking at it right now physically. Uh, the English version I have, of course, I don't speak Spanish. It's eight pages, but they're going to come out with a full report, <coughs> which will likely be probably upwards of 30, 40, 50 pages. And they admit uh, that what they have to go forward with the chemical composition. Remember, what they did were two visual studies, okay? They looked at the material through a regular microscope, and they saw the gross formation of the of this sort of folded over material underneath a thick liquid. And then when they looked at it at the nanometer level of the electron microscope, they were able to see, you know, these individual, you know, m- particles with the with the black you know sheer material that's not a chemical analysis that's a physical visual analysis and they were able to corroborate that those visual pictures uh aligned with uh real pictures under an electron microscope of graphene oxide. That's as far as they have reported. What is in there on a, in terms of a chemical analysis is not yet out. So, so that's why I'm saying we, we really technically cannot, on any level, cannot answer that question. But it will be interesting to see what, if any, other chemicals uh, are in th- these, these vials that they're starting to come out. And for the AstraZeneca group, uh, I believe they may have a preliminary one or two page report out, uh, but they are, I mean, th- this is all coming out as we speak. And so I, I anticipate that this other, it's an, it's a different group of Spanish researchers. Um, it's called D- Direccion Correcta, something like to that effect. So apologize if I've botched that. Um, so anyway, when we get their full report and when we get the follow up of the La Quinta Columna Pfizer report, when we get there, they're going to follow through with the due diligence of looking at the chemical uh, composition 
of what was in this vial. Uh, somebody said to me on social media, well, how could they say it was 99%? It would be a solid. Well, first of all, uh, you know, liquids don't change in magically into solids just because they're in a smaller space. And what they were reporting was visually what was taking up their sphere of vision in terms of the percentage, uh, not, not the chemical uh, percentages. That will follow very soon, I'm hoping. Okay. All right. Now I was going to bring up this video and it came, it came, um, and I can't find the thing. I thought I had saved it here, but anyway, you may have seen some of these. I've seen at least two. Now people are taking and they're putting a, like a black light on their injection site and they're discovering that it glows. It has a glow to it. Now this reminds me of the whole Luciferous, Luciferin stuff, uh, that's been patented and uh, that you could read it under a black light. In, flat, in fact, the, the video I had, she seemed to be a British mom with her little girl, and the little girl was shining the light on it. And then she went down into her hand, and her hand, where her veins were, were glowing in there. Have you seen mm-hmm. any of that? Mm-hmm. And, and can you add on, I'll just go ahead and throw this on, can you tell people a little bit about what graphene oxide is and what it does? Yeah, graphene oxide is actually um, a single molecule, like sheet, if you will, um, of, of, of the metal or the, the mineral, rather, the element, a graphite. Um, it's got also got oxygen-containing sort of uh, readiness to it. Um, and, and some other, if you want to know the specifics, um, epoxide, carbonyls, carboxyl, and hydroxyl groups. Um, so... It's it's this single sheet, which is why it's it's at the, at the nanometer level, which is why it can create havoc. But let me share a little more information about it. Graphene oxide itself is a nanoparticle. A nanoparticle, by definition, um, can can enter the circulatory system. So if you're you you hear the La Quinta Columba experts researchers say uh, the, these these are going directly into the veins. What they mean is it's going into the circulatory, the blood system, because you see these pictures of injections. They're either in the deltoid muscle up here, and 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 I watch the way a lot of these are given, uh, and I see the videos online. I've also seen people uh, pinch the arm together to get the fat together and push the needle in at an angle. That's actually not intramuscular. That's subcutaneous. That's in the fat. So those are different ways of getting it in. But once it is any, it starts to dissipate and gets anywhere near a vein or a capillary, whatever, it will go into the circulatory system. I said from the very beginning, these lipid nanoparticles, of which graphene oxide is a component, um, create a super delivery system. And this is how these mRNA molecules get into every cell in your body. And then that encoding directs those cells to force multiply in the billions, these spike proteins. And it's a synthetic spike. It's not the natural spike that are theoretically on a coronavirus, uh, you know, whole virus, you know, component. And so what happens is your cells from the inside out, this is really gross, from the inside out, create these uh, spike proteins. But They don't always get out and into the circuit. Some of them do, but a lot of them are sticking out of your cells. So when your immune system sees, hey, danger, this is something foreign, this is dangerous, uh, it starts to attack its own cells. There, There you get the autoimmune responses that a lot of people, is one part of the 
symptomatic picture that you're getting. Um, but let me get back to the, the, the graphene oxide for a minute. Um, it enters the circulatory system. Uh, it does get into the bloodstream. Uh, and when it's in the bloodstream, it actually attracts out large protein molecules, uh, these biomarkers like uh, transferrin and immunoglobulins and and, they, and it binds it binds to these to these nanoparticles. Um, the reason they use this is because uh, there's a bioluminescence to this you know this type of graphene oxide. They use it because it's highly electroconductive. And that's because it has a high electron transfer potential. It can shift back and forth. You can manipulate the material to be either, you know, more uh, uh, positively charged ions or more negatively charged ions. They're generally used, this material is used in tissue engineering, um, in the development of electrochemical sensors and biosensors. But, you know, make no mistake, they've never been tested for safety in living human beings. Maybe cadaver tissue, when they talk about human tissues, that, that's, that's a form of in vivo. In vitro means under glass, in vivo means in a functioning living system. Um, so that's important to know. When they get into your cells, and I can provide you with a photograph that you might add to your site as well, of a cell with all the different machinery inside your cell. You've heard of the mitochondria. Those are the energy-producing uh, uh, factories within your cell. This is really at the nano level. Um, when the graphene oxide sheets uh, get into your cell, they first of all have to damage and disturb, like busting open your door, your cell membrane. That sets into motion a very rapid and aggressive uh, inflammatory cascade of processes because your body is recognizing it's being attacked, something is damaging, lots of uh, different uh, um, elements, and it's trying to repair. So it sends in the army of anti-inflammatory markers. Um, in that in that in that case, uh, the mitochondria are, are damaged. Everything gets, starts, I, I, I like to use the terms exploding. Everything starts to get damaged, blown up, uh, disfigured uh, by the presence and the, in, 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 I guess, the infection, if you will, the movement into of, of your cells by this material. This explains a lot of why um, we're seeing a lot of the blood clots. We're seeing a lot of... Um, you know, autoimmune diseases. We're seeing a lot of neuromuscular, uh, permanent neuromuscular changes like tremors, Guillain-Barre syndrome, where people, all of a sudden, healthy people in their 30s can't walk. I mean, remember what I said in the earlier part of the show. We shut down a study in animals for six dog deaths. Yep. What are we doing? Why are we allowing this to continue? It's just, it just there's no explanation. Yeah, well, I think there is an explanation. I think the people have been dumbed down. That's number one. Two, they just trust whatever they're told. And three, I point back to the judgments of God. I mean, He says that these kinds of things are going to these kinds of things are going to take place, and He's warned us about the other. This is where I kind of come in with uh, what I've seen across the board. No matter if you know, no matter what angle you kind of come at this, uh, nurse, doctor, uh, medical professional, nutritionist, or whatever. They all seem to say the same thing. The That's main correct. thing, the main thing is that people have to start taking care of their bodies by eating properly. That would be the first preventative med deal. And then I think it was Dr. Sherry Tenpenny who said there's violations of law going on here because yes. there there they, there were treatments for whatever they were alleging. And you know, I I'm just going to tell you I'm skeptical about the COVID. I'm just I'm just skeptical. Because all kinds of things seem to disappear in that. 
And well, no one, no one's ever isolated the virus. That, uh, thank the, you, thank you. Right when the Wuhan lab supposedly released, you know, this thing last year for other scientists to develop to the beginning of the development of the vaccine, quote unquote, uh, they they themselves, you can see the in, you know in the different communications, they uh, they only released a facsimile. When you look at uh, the uh, Victor Corman's uh, paper uh, on the supposed validation of the PCR, which is a whole other topic. It's a fraudulent test. But when he said, hey, we validated it. And by the way, he published it in his own journal that he is an editor on, which means he peer reviewed his own paper, which is not not ethical. It's bogus. But the, the point I wanted to make was he even admits in that paper when he talks about his methodology that they used a surrogate. And it was a surrogate for a, uh, a small amino acid chain. It wasn't a surrogate for a whole coronavirus. So I hope somebody proves me wrong. And Tim, I'm going to say it publicly. I say it in every interview. You want to prove me wrong? Beautiful. I'd love to see it. Show me something that shows me science. Not just somebody said, but scientific paper, scientific studies, some kind of data that proves that we have isolated the SARS-CoV-2. Okay. It, do, it doesn't exist. And the people that are, that are criminals and frauds yes. that have perpetrated this fake PCR test have admitted to them as well that they used a facsimile, a surrogate, something that is a stand-in, right? Yep. Well, I, I, I'm glad that you said that. Because I've had Dr. Andrew Kaufman on several times. Wanted to have Dr. Cowan on. We're going to see about that. I don't know if you agree with their statement in that, but it sounds like you do. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Uh, that it hasn't been isolated. We played this, the head of the Chinese CDC saying we didn't isolate the virus. The CDC has kind of played along with that. I've got a guy from New York, nice guy, but he wants to tell me, oh, they're off base. This has been isolated, blah, blah, blah. And what Tell them done, to show you. Yeah, well, what, what I told him was I said, it looks to me like what they did was they took some tissue and then they, they extracted certain things out of that and eliminated it. And then they used a computer model to, for the quote-unquote isolate. I mean, that's what it looks like that, to me. That's, that's exactly right. But, Tim, what I'm going to suggest you do in the future and your listeners as well when they're faced with something like this, don't defend it. Don't defend it. Put it back on him. Show me the data. Show me the study where it was isolated. Show me the electron microscope picture of the virus, the whole virus. Because you're going to get silence back, Tim. You don't have to defend it. You don't have to give him the argument further. He's wrong. Ask him to prove it. Yeah. When your doctor says to you, you should get this thing, it's safe and effective, <laughs> and you're pregnant, uh, or you're anybody, it doesn't, you don't have to be pregnant. Say, show me the studies in pregnant women. Show me the studies in two-year-olds. There are none. They, there they, are none, The people Tim. are the study. The people are the study now. Never take anything that wasn't studied in your population. These women that are lining up for the injections, Tim, I'm going to tell you, they're going to be, there's going to be, I'll use a biblical term, wailing and gnashing of teeth. Amen. When these people find out what they did, what the risk they put their babies and their children at, unknowingly, admittedly, although, you know, it's getting to a point where the window of time is closing. There's a lot of information out. It's not just me. It's not just a couple of other people. And it's time that people really, and back to doctors for a minute. I've coined the phrase, um, 
uh, zombie doctors. And I've used memes with pictures of doctors in lab coats with blood on them and, and the needle up in the air, the syringe, um, because th- there's a there's a lockstep. You, you pointed it out early, and I thought that was very insightful. There's a lockstep nature to the doctors that are pushing this. They all say the same thing. It's safe and effective. It's perfectly safe. You'll be fine. It's great. It'll protect you. You know what? It's high time you look back at your doctor and you said, show me the study. Show me the proof. Good doc- oh, oh, they, they tested it in pregnant women. Show me the study. Show me the study where it's safe and effective. There is none. That's how I know you, you, yeah. you're going to win the argument. Well, the and, people, and, and when the you don't... show me a study, that's when I'll take it, Dr. Jones. Yeah. Well, the, the people don't realize they are the study. I mean, this this thing didn't go through the final things. You were you mentioned the Beagles, but they had a, another study some years back where they were dealing with coronavirus mm-hmm. itself, and they had all these ferrets, and I think there was another animal that they were doing, and all of those, uh, you know, their their bodies basically turned on them when they were reintroduced after they'd been vaccinated. When they were reintroduced with the um, uh, the coronavirus, their bodies turned on themselves. Right. And so, you're, you're referring to the SARS-CoV-1 yes, the, the COVID-1. Uh, studies yep. uh, where they didn't get past the animal studies. And I've always maintained that the reason they were allowed to skip them in this one is, A, they really didn't have an organism, right, isolated. And B, if they had something they were using as their organism, this little, you know, surrogate, uh, they were not, they knew that they would fail, they knew if they put this mRNA and these lipid nanoparticles through animal studies, they'd be flat on their face. It would die in the vine again. And that's why they were allowed to bypass it. But the reason they were allowed to bypass it, Tim, and this is what you all have to keep asking yourself, is what, where is the oversight is gone? There's no human subject review board to enforce the Nuremberg Code. There's no FDA pushing back and saying, you can't, you can't, we're not going to let you, even through an emergency use authorization, give this to pregnant women. You didn't study it in pregnant women. And Tim, last but not least, this is where I, I've got a little moniker, hashtag just wait. What are you doing? You have nothing to lose by waiting. This is a flu. Whatever this thing was last year, and I had it for six weeks, it's a flu. Whatever this thing was, whatever it is, it's a 99.99% recovery rate. What are you doing? What's your hurry? Just wait until more unfolds. You will be glad you just waited. Amen. Amen. Well, I, you know, I think what it is, is if we go back and we're running a little bit low on time here, um, is it possible you can stay over or do we need to cut it off short? I, I could stay another, uh, uh, I don't know how much do we have. I, I could if Just we have a couple of minutes, minutes, maybe five sure. or 10 minutes over if that. Sure. Okay. Let's, let's right. do no more than 10, but yep. happy to be here. I really love it. I just have okay. another commitment, but yeah, I no, would that's love fine. to sit and talk to you all day. <laughs> that's, that's fine. Well, one of the things is, is that we get down to, and everybody's heard, or most people have heard the talk by Bill Gates some years back, a TED Talk, in which he said, if we do a good job on vaccines and reproductive health, which Dr. Kerry Madej believes there are these things in there that make, make women sterile, make men sterile. Obviously, we've seen some... Um, uh, children dying in the womb after the mother has taken the shot. We've seen uh, miscarriages and, and things of that nature. But he says we can reduce the population oh, 10, 15 percent. I got to tell you, I think it's a coordinated fascist effort by government and by 
uh, corporations who've bought the lie that uh, a, a large population cannot live mm-hmm. on the planet that the creator created for us. And I, we all know that we could be stuck in all in Florida and have an acre of land apiece, uh, everybody on the planet kind of deal. But but the point is they bought in that lie, and I think they really mean to wipe out a bunch of people across the planet. I mean, I really do believe that. But I'll I'll leave that for you to do. We're going to hold on for just a second. Dr. Jane's going to uh, hang on with us for just a little bit. I just want to quickly plug... Her site, if you want to check her out, it's drjaneruby.com, drjaneruby.com. And you can also visit her over at Patreon and forward slash drjaneruby. Be sure to support her there. You guys listen by way of Red State Talk Radio. Hang on with us. We're going to be on uh, or jump over to sonsoflibertymedia.com. We're going to be on there, right side of the page. And uh, we'll be back with you with Kate Shimarani, 8 a.m. on Saturday morning. See ya. Okay, all right, we want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio, and uh, Dr. Jane, thank you for hanging over with us. It's fascinating to listen to somebody who's done the study, who can explain it, who can lay it out, and I want to ask you, I just made those comments at the end, does that, I mean, this is your opinion, I'm not asking you to give scientific this, that, and the other, but just as a, a human being, do you not get the sense that somebody's behind this to, for lack of a better term, murder a lot of people. I mean, I, I just I don't see how you can't how 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 they can be given immunity. No other product in America, is, the manufacturers given immunity if their product harms somebody. They're given immunity, um, and then they put these out. They don't even put on the sheets. I saw the one lady. She's down in Florida too, I believe, and she pulled out the uh, the big paper, and there was nothing on. Or it said it had one it had one or two words on it. No, I forget what it was. But she opened it up. There was nothing on that paper, just like you said. Does it not make you wonder if somebody's – this is a real conspiracy to where people have gotten together, said, we're going to cover your back. You just put out this stuff, and we need to do this uh, to to take care of this, quote-unquote, population control. Well, that was very well laid out. Um, I will say to you, yes, it looks very frightening, very nefarious, um, and very dangerous. And I didn't, I wasn't at that point initially. Uh, it's taken me several months, but Tim, let me share with you the two reasons why. Uh, I, I, the first thing is what I spoke about earlier. There does not seem to be a threshold to shut this down. We have long passed Okay, reasonable thresholds, babies bleeding out, uh, you know, um, young people never being able to walk again, all these things. We, we have seen the worst of the worst and the numbers are growing. There doesn't seem to be a threshold that is slowing it down, much less stopping it. In fact, we see more aggressive behavior with the lockdowns in Australia and, 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 and in England where they basically have no cases at all. Um, we, we see stronger lockdowns. We see Joe Biden uh, and his minions telling us they're going to come door to door. Good luck with that, Second Amendment. But what I'm saying is we, we see a tightening. We see a doubling down. And in the face of, of these numbers exploding, these terrible injuries, disabilities, and death. So that's highly suspicious to me. And then the other issue was, we talked about it earlier, there's a very strange and unique phenomena of lockstep. What do I mean by that? Doctors, politicians, I mean, the doctors that are pushing it, politicians, agencies, um, courts, um, 
a famous, what, whatever you want to go, they're, they're all saying the same thing. It, you got to get the vaccine. It's, it's safe and effective. Uh, we have to hurry up. Uh, the Delta variant's going to kill us. Okay. They're all, strangely, they're all saying the same things. That's why I call them zombie doctors. If somebody leaks out a video from their health system or their employer, we put it on the air. We, we, we make that zombie doctor famous because we've said, go back and say to these people, show me the data, show me the truth on it. So, so the fact that there is this sort of mysterious, like sort of consistency in what authorities are saying should should really raise your antenna very high. And the fact that no matter how, how, the, high, how high these numbers get in terms of permanent disability and death, there's not even a discussion about slowing it down. These two things should really, really get everybody to stand at attention and just start shutting this down because there's going to come a day. We don't know what the end game is. We don't know if they're going to use the bioluminescence of this graphene oxide, whether they're going to use the electroconductivity to start, you know, making us ill or controlling us in some other way. And you don't want to wait till you get there. That, that's why we're sounding the alarm now. And for God's sake, Amen. you know, Amen. please protect the babies and the children because you're going to wipe out your next generation. Um, your your DNA is going to be changed. It's going to be a mess. Yeah. Hey, man, I couldn't agree more. In fact, you know, when you're talking about the door to door, we I'm going to try to do a show on that. We've had some guests and some people said, when are you going to do the door to door? Well, I, I got guests and I, I want to get that message out and give them the platform for that. But, you know, this coming to door to door and you talked about the Second Amendment. Hey, I got a vaccine for the people who come to try to do it. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I've, I've dealt with with the local um, CPS here. And I know what the game is now. At first, I was ignorant, and so I was a little, I was a little bit fearful. I was a little bit careful where I tread, and I probably will be in this. But the person who comes to my door to ask me if I've been vaccinated, I'm like, it's none of your business. You got five seconds to get off my property before right. I start dealing with you according to the law. And here's the thing, uh, Dr. Jane, one of the, the things that the Scripture says is this. Ye that put far away the evil day. In other words, you don't deal with the crimes that are being committed in your midst. You cause the seed of violence to come near. This is the knocking at the door. This is the Gestapo coming. This is the those who are wanting to push their agenda. And I do believe it is a global agenda. I believe it is a conspiracy that is there. That, that's my opinion on it. Mm-hmm. And I've thought it all along. This is why when people said, oh, it's a political thing, it'll end after the election. And I said, no, it won't. They have put far too much money in this. They've gotten the military involved. And uh, it's being pushed by both Trump and by Biden, which which should tell people (laughs) that you can't trust any of these guys in D.C. at all. In fact, my opinion is we we really ought to start looking at secession and dissolving D.C. because mm-hmm. we're going to have to bring justice on these people for their crimes against the uh, against the American people and and against yes. the the crimes of uh, uh, them against other peoples of other countries. But here's what I want to do. I want to give you the final word. And if you would, please plug your sites and uh, and your book and anything else you want to do there. But I want to give you the final word, uh, a warning, uh, hopeful encouragement, whatever you can, whatever you have on your mind that you want to share with the audience. Well, thanks so much again for having me, and I really want to thank the audience for your attention and everything. Um, I did write a book a number of years ago, a few years ago, called A Sea of New Media. It was actually, the title was from a statement that Andrew Breitbart made 
uh, once a long time ago when he was trying to encourage people to um, to be their own media. And uh, he said, look, your cell phone, you know, you, you are the media now. And, and if you don't believe that, you know, think about the guy who uh, captured Hillary Clinton being dragged into that van at the tw- uh, 9-11 memorial <laughs> yeah. in 2016. One person can make a difference. So that was that. And I appreciate that. Um, most of the time these days, I'm really I just came off of a seven day Twitter jail uh, for telling the truth. And um, but most of these days I'm breaking a lot of stuff on Telegram because it seems to be a little bit sensitive censorship proof so uh, go there and if you if you can uh, support the patreon that's very appreciated um, it does take um, money to to pr- prepare these shows and the information uh, at the same time um so uh, anyway thank you for that I think in parting um, a warning and an encouragement like I like to end a little bit on a positive note the warning is if you've taken these shots and I understand people have been coerced and forced and frightened um, don't take any boosters don't take any more if you've taken the first one in a second part series don't take the second one uh, and for God's sakes if you haven't started at all um, don't do it at all. We're going to need a lot of healthy, able-bodied people when this thing all comes to fruition. And, and as Tim said, you know, and when we bring these people to justice. Um, so, so just, you know, stay clear, help each other, stay connected to, to your local, you know, camaraderie, uh, and, and prep and prepare. You know, I say plan, prep, and pray. P- uh, plan, for you know outages plan for six to 12 months make sure you've got your medication your you know your your uh, non-perishable food things like that um uh that's the prepping and the planning um and pray because never never before have we needed god more than we do i do believe he's still in control of the world including the evil including the evil uh but he but we're not potted plants he 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 made us you know with a mind and a heart so um stay positive uh, resist this. Uh, I urge you to use those ugly pictures from the La Quinta report. This was a suggestion from those researchers. When you're pushed at your college or your work, hold up that picture of that graphene oxide and say, you know, when this becomes sorted out, and if, if this is proven to be safe, then I'll step up. In the meantime, you know, don't force me. And we might get some mileage out of that. But anyway, I hope that helps. And thanks again for having me as a guest on your show, Tim. Yeah, it was an absolute uh, delight to have you on. Maybe we can have you back again. And uh, if you'll hang on, I'll say goodbye to you after I close out the show here. Guys, Bradley will be on at 3 p.m. and uh, Eastern Time, sonsoflibertymedia.com, right side of the page. Be sure to check him out. Again, we'll be back with Kate Shimrani, Lord willing. We're going to be with her 8 a.m. in the morning on Saturday and uh, coming live from Winston Churchill's house. Last week we got her at the uh, at the castle. Now we got her at Winston Churchill's house. So I'm thinking she's going to be doing some history shows as she talks about uh, what's going on. You don't want to miss that. Be sure to tune in uh, then, and uh, we'll see you then.